good to go? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Let me make sure uh, Todd's good over here. It's my producer. I know you can't see him. Todd, oh. trip, trip, Todd. Hi, Todd. How you doing? Not too bad. All right, you good. All right, three, two, one. Uh, thank you for tuning into the Inquisitive Minds podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Johnny Smith. Um, today with me, as a guest, we have a Marine veteran, a freelance artist, a musician, and author of the Smoke Pit Fairy Tale series, uh, Trip. Welcome to the program, Trip. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm Fucking doing pretty good. Uh, thank you for coming on. First and foremost, um, we recently uh, heard that Joe Biden's projected to win the election. Can I get your reaction to that? Well, I mean, like, uh, do you mean the election overall or him specifically winning? Give me a little bit of both. Um, so here's the thing. Everyone likes to say or everybody's, you know, spitting up right now that, you know, the election was rigged, which <laughs> no one ever. It's not like they say that every election about whatever side's losing, like every every election. Oh, my God, it was rigged. But my thing on that, though, is like it is rigged, but not in the way you think. So think about it. Right. Like. Yeah, these votes coming in. I'm like, oh, well, maybe these counted, these didn't, or these are fraudulent or whatever. However, if you back it up just a little bit, that's between the Democrats and the Republicans, right? Yes. Now, there are like at least 20 political parties that had people running for president, and they didn't get the chance to get up to the point where you would see and know about them to vote for them in the first place or hear their platforms because there is, for lack of a better word, a conspiracy between um, – the two big political parties and the media to suppress other political ideologies. So it's not so much that it's rigged for the Democrats against the Republicans. It's the Democrats or the Republicans are going to win. And it's rigged against literally everybody else that might want to have a new idea to come to the stage. That actually sounds very reasonable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the other thing, like uh, you can't get in the de- into the debates unless um, or like you're not going to win the election unless you're in the debates and yeah. you can't get into the debates unless you have uh, you're polling at least 15 percent. And you're not going to poll at 15 percent if either two things like one, people are talking about you, i.e. the media, mm-hmm. which you didn't hear any of that shit or B, you are in the polls in the first place. Like so like what Howie Hawkins and Joe Jorgensen, the uh, green and libertarian yes. uh, candidates like there's like I think what five main polls. They look at for who's going to be in the debates. Those two were in one of them and not in the other four. So it's like, well, mm. sorry, you couldn't get in the debates because uh, you couldn't make it in the polls. It's like, well, c- could you put them in the polls? I Maybe feel like uh, the only way to break into that would be like a big personality, uh, you know, some some type of celebrity saying, OK, I want to run. And not like Kanye West, but like a blo- like if The Rock decided, mm. I think he could get onto the polls. Right. Someone like that. But it's it's definitely seems like it's rigged. Um, I'll agree with you on that. What's your uh, uh, reaction on Joe Biden uh, himself? Um, So Joe Biden himself, I think, is an absolutely fucking terrible, disgusting human being. Um, And this is coming from someone who wanted either Tulsi Gabbard or Yang to get into it. Um, Because, like, I'm not like I'm an independent. Like, I I tend to vote libertarian just because hey, fuck the big guys. I feel it. um, If you look at biden's history um and if you look at trump's history what's hilarious about it is trump was 100 right about biden and biden was exactly 100 right about trump everything <laughs> negative they said about each other was fucking accurate yeah yeah my favorite line uh who built the cages joe yeah no and that's the thing though is like we can absolutely fault trump for not closing those but maybe don't attack the guy that's using the thing that you built yeah, I agree. I agree completely with that. And uh, now that 
if if Joe Biden goes through, because there's obviously going to be pullback from the Republicans right. and Trump, it's it's not it's going to be a mess. But if well, he, I mean, like uh, the uh, Bush um, Gore thing, exact same fucking situation. They called it for Gore, and then yeah, one. Yeah, that's going to cause a lot of outrage if that happens. But if uh, Joe takes office, I imagine the kids in cages thing is going to be swept under the fucking rug again. Yeah, I mean, there was a reason um, Jordan made Peace Prize's other nickname was the de- Deporter-in-Chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and if you look at the stuff that Biden has done, which really isn't a whole lot, um, you know how, like, everybody complains about systematic racism in the United yes. States? Yes, A lot of that comes from the 94 crime bill. So they, the people that were trying to get rid of racism, voted for the guy who made systematic racism in America more possible than it already was. It's so counterproductive, but, the, you know, their argument was, because I voted for Joe Jorgensen myself. Yeah, um, me too. But their argument was, uh, he's better than Trump. You know, he's not as evil as Trump. And I always looked at it as, as you mentioned the crime bill, they care less about Joe's actions and more about Trump's words. Yeah, no, it's the same thing with uh, Donald Trump. Like, if you look at uh, policy, um, he actually, Trump did do a lot of good shit. He just has a fucking Twitter and a loud fucking mouth. Yeah, he doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, one, one of the things that I would say is I don't know anybody that the Trump administration, I don't know anybody personally who is dead because of the Trump administration. I know multiple people that are dead directly because of the Obama Biden administration, uh, case in point. Um, one of the things that Obama and uh, Biden got elected on was, Hey, we're going to pull out of Iraq and Afghanistan and fuck all Mm. this war noise. And then. As soon as they get in the office, both those wars ramp way back up because they build the fucking military and shove them back into the. Uh, what, what what years did you serve? Um, I served from 2006 until 2018, and okay, I went so to you were right in the ship. Yeah, I went to Afghanistan in 2008, nine, and ten, and then uh, did uh, deployments on ship after that. Well, well, first and foremost, thank you for your service. Oh, dude, yeah, thank uh, you. Inquisitive Minds Podcast. We love uh, we love our servicemen here, so thank you for that. Um, so that obviously influenced your opinion on those guys in the war situation. Did, did, did things get worse or better in the service Um, itself? Um, they got, um, I would say, I don't, not detrimentally worse, but definitely a lot worse. So like my first deployment was under George Bush. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the way that they had their strategy set up was we're here to win this war. Fucking if we have to interact with locals, great. If anybody fucks with us, we're going to fucking kill them. Um, on my second deployment, which was under Obama, they completely changed like all the rules of engagement. So it's like, hey, listen, uh, I know you're getting shot at right now, but no one's been like shot yet, so you guys can't return fire. That's wild. Yeah, it's like, it's not, not like I'm in a war trying to fucking like survive or anything, but but at the same time, it was fucked up because guys on the ground couldn't like do that shit. But there's like a terrorist or like a suspected um, violent extremist in a wedding party and there's like 300 people there let's just uh drone strike that real quick oh okay and get it over with so it's weird so like we couldn't shoot them on the ground but we have a drone doing it we could pretend like it wasn't us it, it was shady as fuck yeah it, it probably tra- something with uh the image maybe it looks better if you don't got your your soldiers slaughtering people and you're doing it with yeah. uh technology right but there, there was this other time we rolled up to uh this uh compound on the side of a mountain um uh the night before a c-130 came in and just fucking obliterated like this whole like area of uh you know buildings that mm-hmm. were being used to make uh, ied material and uh trade heroin 
And uh, we go up there the next day to do a battle damage assessment, and they're freaking out because they thought a dragon came out and smote this fucking village. And oh, we're shit. Like, a dragon came out and smote this village. We're like, yeah, a dragon came out of the mountain, smote this. Why would a dragon come out of the mountain and smite this village? Well, I, I, I don't know. I guess he just didn't like us. I'm like, mm, you sure you guys weren't like, uh, you know, running guns or building IDs or kind of smells like heroin out here, but. That's a, that's wild, man. I didn't realize people still like had those types of ideas about the world. It, it's a completely different like world. Like, uh, you know, we have over here a, um, and I hate the people that use the word privilege, but we have a very fucking privileged fucking uh, society that we live in. Um, like in places like Afghanistan, what you have over there is you're effectively in the stone age, except for somebody gave them cell phones and AK 47s. That's like, wild, man. Yeah. Like, um, they're like, they, and these people are also like super remote. There's like no communications, uh, even like domestically. Um, and Afghanistan isn't even really its own country. Uh, pretty much what it is, is Afghanistan's a plot of land that the Iranians don't want. The Chinese don't want the Pakistanis don't want. It's just like there. And if you talk to most villagers outside of the capital city of uh, Kabul, they don't know what the fuck Afghanistan is. They live in Bakwa or Washir or Delaram. That's crazy, man. I had no idea any of this, actually. You would think yeah. as long as we'd been over there, we'd be more educated on it. Well, when I was there in, I want to say it was 2010, uh, we went out to, like, hey, we haven't been to, nobody's been out here. Let's go out here and talk to these guys. And we get out there and we have our interpreter, and this, like, old fucking dude comes out. And he's like, oh, man, I haven't seen you guys in a while. I was like, what do you mean you haven't seen us in a while? No one's been up here in however long. Like, you guys are Russians, right? And we're like, Dude, that war ended like 30 years ago. He's like, oh, oh, wow. Well, I haven't left the mountain in 30 years, so uh, what's your guys' shtick? <laughs> now, you said you got out in 2018? Yeah. So when Trump came in office in 2016, what changed in the service then? Um, Not a lot immediately because um, it's it's not like, you know, hey, day one, I'm changing everything. It's yeah. new policies, this, that, whatever. But uh, I didn't deploy under Trump, but we did get... I guess uh, a little bit better funding and uh, uh, better um, morale type issues, but I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing. Like, uh, I mean, it is at surface level. However, I would state that, like, you know how everybody wants like universal health care for yeah. this or whatever. Um, we could absolutely do that with surplus money in there if we cut the DOD's budget back 75%. And if the military was forced to spend responsibly, there would be no functional changes. Um, like, That's incredible. It, 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 it's it's all kinds of fucking shit. Like um, like big scale, like the uh, what is it? The uh, not the F twenty two, um, the F thirty five, right? Like we poured billions and billions of dollars into that to make this like super secret, you know, stealth fighter or whatever. Mm -hmm. but, like one idiot, you know, left the blueprints the blueprints for it in the wrong place back in like two thousand and fucking seven. It's like yeah, I know the Chinese have this now. Wow. So, congratulations, we just dumped all this money into that for nothing. Um. I think it was like what two years ago. Um, the Pentagon had thirty billion dollars that they couldn't account for how they spent it, which I imagine was you know black ops stuff, or it might be the uh, stop the aliens from invading fucking fund. All but right, let's no no no, we're not skipping over that. Let's yeah. jump into that. Uh, that's right for the podcast. Yeah, aliens. <laughs> what's your take? Um, so given the size of the universe, it's mathematically impossible for there not to be aliens. I agree, and then also. If there is some type of God, it's both ignorant and arrogant to think that we're the only thing he made, considering how big the universe is. However, them coming here, that's that's up to debate. Um, 
Um, now, I um, my first introduction into like alien type stuff was actually the book uh, by William Cooper. Uh, what is it? Behold a pale horse or something like that. I haven't read that. Before. Okay. Well, he's he was a Navy man originally when he first started seeing uh, UFOs. Yeah. Um, and I, I get a, I've heard a lot of stories from servicemen with UFOs. I don't know what it's been like for you, but have you seen anything that would lead you to believe? Um, in alien UFOs, um, I've seen a lot of stuff in the news that would make me think that like, um, especially that, uh, uh, like when the Pentagon released shit earlier this year, it's like, Hey, listen, we got UFOs. You don't know where the fuck they come from. They're doing this, which <laughs> yeah. is technically technologically impossible. And then like, no one gave a shit because you know, COVID and Trump, but <laughs> as as I've seen personally, uh, I've seen some weird shit, but I am almost hundred percent certain that it's our stuff. Um, um, like so, the Navy SEALs use this fucking helicopter that does not look like a fucking helicopter. It looks kind of like a cross between a frisbee and then like a mechanically inclined fucking Pokemon. Oh, and, okay. Like, well, I mean, I know for a fact that there's Navy SEALs and that they're repelling out of it. And like, you can't find pictures of this shit on the internet because mm-hmm. it's like super fucking classified. But like, I want to say it was my third deployment. We had some Navy she- Navy SEALs come to the ship to go do a operation and like they locked the fucking ship down it was like hey listen fucking turn in your fucking like everybody like give your fucking uh phones or your fucking ipods to like your um commanding officer because like we're not risking anybody fucking taking pictures of that shit and i saw one for like three seconds because they also wouldn't let you up on the flight deck but you know mm. the, the smoking area was on the side and they weren't supposed to go around to this side of the ship but they did and i was like what the fuck is that that must be that fucking helicopter. They that, that must be the reason we're not allowed to have fucking cameras on the boat right now. See, it's wild that in this world of, uh, I don't know, cameras everywhere and social media and everybody wants to post every goddamn thing, that they're still able to have such such stuff under, like, black ops and secret ops. Well, that, that's that's the thing about that, though, is, like, you know how they have that joke about, like, how everybody in the military is, you know, just regular fucking person? Mm-hmm. Um, because most of us, you know, are. Um, and that, you know, if I saw aliens, I would totally fucking talk about this, that, you know, whatever. But I've seen enough uh, stuff that, you know, had nothing to do with, you know, aliens or anything, just, you know, regular operation shit where people still don't fucking talk about it because you're not allowed to fucking talk about it. So it's like I if there were aliens here and there was a conspiracy, I could absolutely believe that it would stay quiet because they keep that tight of a grip on it. But the other thing with that, though, is. Back in the 80s and the 70s, like the big UFOs that everybody saw, they weren't flying saucers. They were this big boomerang triangle looking mm-hmm. thing, right? Yes. And then, um, was it 1991? We go into Desert Storm. We just obliterate fucking Iraq. And then afterwards, we're like, oh, and by the way, we did it with the stealth bomber. We've had this thing for like 30 years. We're fucking badasses. Don't fuck with us. And then everybody's like, that's a big black triangle, really quiet thing. So I think a lot of the UFO sightings are just aircraft that. Okay. Um, my first episode was on Roswell, and you know that's a very famous alien uh, crash site, but it's also right next to uh, what became the first Air Force base, essentially. So, yeah. Coincidental, you know. Um, I, I've heard some interesting stuff about that one though too, because um, like interesting, interesting stuff that like. You know, you have the obvious, oh, it was aliens or, you know, it was just some type of fighter plane that, you know, they didn't want it to be whatevered out. But there's also a lot of interesting theories about stuff that they would still make it secret, even though it wasn't anything otherworldly. Um, cause I don't know how well versed you are in this, but um, at the end of World War II, um, pretty much all the Nazis that survived went down to South America and set up like a Fourth Reich. Yeah, and yeah down in Argentina, right? 
Yeah, and there's a theory that the thing that crashed in Roswell was a you know Argentinian you know Nazi spy plane, and you remember that's like what forty was that forty seven or fifty one forty seven, yeah it was forty seven. So if this thing crashed and they said, hey, listen, uh, hate to break it to you guys, the Nazis are still around. Everyone would have fucking like lost their fucking shit. So, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that's one of those things where it's like. Should you have kept it a secret? Well, there's a debatable. There's, but I understand. A, there's an alien uh, crash in Kecksburg, I think is is the proper term. Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Don't go. It's fucking boring as shit. <laughs> That's what I hear. Um, the only thing notable about that is that alien thing. Uh, but right. one of the more obscure theories is that it was this uh, Third Reich time traveling capsule that you know uh, phased to there and crashed there. Um. Maybe not time traveling, but there's this thing called the bell. That's what um, I'm talking about. The yeah, bell. Yeah, bell. Yeah, yeah. It looks just like the shape of whatever that thing was, and it definitely could have been that. Um, the other thing with that though is they described that as being fiery. Um, okay. Looking at when it came down, and you could say, oh, meteoroid, you know, asteroid, mm-hmm. um, aircraft that had some catastrophic failure and went down. But in World War II, there was these things called Foo Fighters that nobody knew what the fuck they were, but American fighter pilots were like. Hey, there's these big burning balls of light that keep shooting down our shit. Um, what do we do about that? And then <laughs> yeah. when they would get debriefed, they're like, hey, listen, you don't fucking talk about that ever to anybody. And then, you know, the 70s roll around and these guys have been out of the military for 20 years. And they're like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. So I saw this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And they told me to shut up about it. And then I never found out what it was. Well, I talked to some guys that were disappointed um, once they left the service. Like they, they felt like they gave their lives to it. And then when you leave, it's like, all right, uh, move out of the way we got someone in line next like they felt very disillusioned by it um and i would imagine a lot of these people that talk about this crazy shit feel that way after they leave you know and then they say oh well fuck them i'm gonna talk about it now right and there's there's different levels of that there's uh like there's a big difference between you see something weird and then your, your commander says hey don't fucking talk about that shut up and you see or you're part of something weird and you're before you went into it being weird. You're like, hey, listen, there's gonna be some weird shit. You're <laughs> never allowed to talk about this with anybody. This is you're signing all this fucking paperwork. You know what you're signing up for, not in the military, but like in the whatever fucking levels of it. And your entire life's gonna fucking change because of this shit going on. And if you don't want part of this, now's the fucking time to leave. And then you know some dudes are like, nah, dude, I don't want to do that shit. And then other people are like, yeah, dude, I'm in. And they go do their stuff, and they can never fucking talk about it. But it's they gotta be maddening. Not talking about it before they knew what it was. Mm. That's that's definitely got to be a maddening feeling. That's Probably, like yeah. it's like if you do see an alien and then unfortunately no one believes you, it's going to drive you nuts because yeah. you know what you saw. Um, so you're a freelance artist. I've seen some paintings you've done. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, I mean, like I've always drawled or doodled or whatever the hell it was, you know, since I was a little kid, and then. Uh, at some point, I got into watercolor, and I really like the way that that worked out. Um, I do, though, do watercolor, I, I guess, quote, unquote, the wrong way, because you're pretty much supposed to suppose. And when I say supposed to, I'm, I'm saying, you know, like high art world, yeah. you know, posh bourgeoisie bullshit. You're supposed to, you know, like take the paint, and let the water flow with it freely and let it go all over the place. It's like, no, no, no you, you can control this and make it work like, you know, like markers or fucking oil paint. Like, it's not going to look like that, but you can control the media in that sense but that's 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 folk art plebe shit so <laughs> so what what kind of would you describe your art as folk art 
I mean, uh, yes. Um, technically, no. Like, because, you know, folk art is, um, you know, like that that old lady at the flea market that, you know, paints flowers on the side of gourds or whatever. <laughs> okay. But in reality, um, if you're not using your art to launder money for your rich friends, then, then yeah, it's, it, it, it's folk art. Now, do you, now do you sell your art? Do you have somewhere I, yeah, where I you do. sell it? Um, and I'm uh, open for commissions too. If you know people ask, hey, listen, you paint me this. I'm like, yeah, I could do this for you, that for you, this for you. And then, do you have a place where you sell them, or is it just essentially someone reaches out and you can paint? Or um, so, like, I have most of my art listed on a smokepitfairytales.com, and there is like a commission um, page on there where you know it's got like the layout of, hey, listen, if you want this, that's gonna be twenty bucks. If you want this, that's gonna be fifty bucks. If you want this. We're gonna have to talk about it. It's gonna be somewhere between two hundred and fifty and you know five hundred bucks, but you know we'll know that out before it. However, no one has ever used that. Um, it, it's always been like, no, no, it's always been like somebody hits me up on Instagram or Facebook. Like, hey, dude, listen, I know you do commissions. Can we talk here? It's like, yeah, dude, fucking. If you're gonna pay me on PayPal, and uh, the uh, taxes aren't taken out at the fucking website, we don't have to fucking talk about. I mean, I don't do that. Yeah. I do not do anything under the table. I, I completely agree. Uh, <laughs> everything is above the board over here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. the government gets all the money that it's entitled to. That's great. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Taxation is theft. Yeah. Um, so you also, you do music. Like uh, you've uh, done some music for uh, the other podcast with Dan Brady I'm on, uh, What in yeah. the History. Um, go into your music a little bit. Um, again with that, you know, I've been playing guitar for, I want to say I was like 13 ish. Um, my, my parents went through like a really fucked up divorce and then I got drug up to Ohio from Florida. And the only things to do there are, uh, find something to do in your room or, uh, drugs. And I mean, I, I like to smoke and drink my drugs. Like I don't, I don't need a, I don't need to be doing friggin' um, what was it? I mean, you know, a little weed here and there, that's that's one thing, but I don't yeah. need to be doing fucking crack when I'm fucking 14, you know? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't need to be starting out uh 14 doing crack. Yeah, but like uh I had I had nothing to do. I fucking hated where I was at. Fucking that side of the family is all fucked up. I still don't fucking talk to them. Um I'd had so. to suck going from Florida to Ohio. Like ugh. Yeah, the no, fuck? and then um so I just hung up my room and fucking played guitar all the time. And then uh I don't know, got got half decent at it. Um and then uh, that that song that uh, Dan has on, um, or that you guys have on, uh, excuse me, what in the history is, um, kind of a roundabout way of saying it is that that song is from a soundtrack that I did from my own books. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So like uh, the the first, you know, all my books were illustrated, but like while I was writing the fourth one, I was like, wait a minute, I, I know how to play music too. I can make these guys play guitar and then throw that in the back of it. So. Um, there is an accompanying soundtrack that you can get on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, but in books four, five, and six, there's also the sheet music in the back if you want to play it yourself. That's pretty cool, and that's a good uh, that's a good segue. Um, you're the author of the Smoke Pit Fairy Tale series. Um, there's uh, six books right now. Six right now, yes. Okay, and I've read uh, many reviews of things in my life, but I want to say these books have some of the craziest fucking reviews I've ever read on uh, on Amazon. Yeah, I think my favorite one was uh, not reading this book is basically burning the American flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the most American thing since landing on the moon. <laughs> uh, what, what, <laughs> what motivated you to start writing, or how did you get into it? So, um, again, uh, mostly started off with uh, 
short stories or um, like little comics I would draw. And then um, I, I would hear people say shit or just have these fucking like outrageous fucking conversations, usually on the smoke pit, which is the designated smoking area outside of the barracks, you know, cause you can't smoke inside. So you go outside to smoke. And then since you're already outside smoking and someone else has got beer, that's just where you fucking hang out. And I, I got to this point where like people would say just like this fucked up funny story shit. And what I would do is I had this like little black moleskin book and I'd like, oh, that was funny. I'm fucking writing that down for future use or whatever. And then at some point I decided to put them, I read a book called the raggedy ass Marines, which okay. is where it inspired me. But that book was, a bunch of letters back and forth between these uh, two Korean and Vietnam War vets just saying, hey, listen, look, check out the shit I did this week. Oh, you think that was cool? Look what I did. And I was like, I can do something similar to that. That's very creative. Yeah. Um, but then I got to the point where it was like, well, I mean, yeah, short, short story, little snippet, you know, like two paragraph, whatever. So that's cool. But what if uh, instead of, you know, making this shit that actually happened, I, you know, make up a few characters and then have all this fucked up shit happen to these two guys. So that's what it, it follows two guys and uh, the reviews obviously had war um, mm-hmm. things like this, but also alien hot alien chicks. I believe I read in one. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> just, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the book, but can you give us a little uh, run through of the synopsis of how that intertwines? Cause I think that's fascinating. So um, pretty much. Uh, um, and granted, I'm, I'm going to throw a few spoilers out here. So I'm sorry guys, if you haven't, if, if you're watching the future, pause this, go read my books, and then come back. Well, if they um, have a problem with you spoiling it, he's the yeah. fucking author. Yeah, so you got <laughs> these two guys, uh, Hank and his Corman buddy, Doc, and they're, you know, Lance Corporal E3 assholes running around Southern California. And then um, Iran invades Iraq, so they, you know, get mobilized, get sent to Iraq. And then, like, while they're in Iraq, they get separated from their platoon, and get stuck in this cave and this cave ends up being this like old like babylonian temple or whatever and then everybody dies besides hank and doc and they accidentally become immortal oh shit yeah and then uh it's like a couple weeks maybe about a month later like they finally make the push into iran and they both get like hit with an artillery shell and they're supposed to be dead but you know they end up just being in a coma for like two years and then when they wake up in the uh you know uh brain dead ward um everybody's freaking out you're supposed to be dead and then like i maintain that i traded the uh, Marines eating crayons thing because he made a Hank makes a joke about uh, he's like well my first sergeant thinks that I'm brain dead but that doesn't stop me from eating crayons oh wait no I, I th- it doesn't not stop me from I don't eat crayons all right um, <laughs> and you know, I wrote that in 2014 which was way before these fucking memes so I'm taking credit for that <laughs> but um, I uh, wanted aliens in it for a reason um, that comes into play a lot later but what I had with the first contact was that first contact came while these guys were in a coma. So they wake up and they go to San Diego and they're like, wait a minute. What the fuck is, why are there fuck? No. So, so I was asleep for this. Cool. Got it. Um, and then, uh, the main character, Hank, he ends up uh, getting together with uh, one of the alien chicks. And then in the second book, um, the second book's about, (laughs) yeah, well, the second book is about world war three. Like they're on a training mission in like East Europe when the Russians push in, but the Russians are using alien technology to take over Europe. And, um, it's kind of funny. I outlined some, uh, um, I don't say stereotypes, but like accuracies about the failings of the, uh, the United States military to where, Russia's coming in with all these fucking like giant alien robots that they built in fucking Moscow. And then these guys were on a training mission. So like they don't even really have ammo. And they're like, hey, so uh, 
are we gonna get something to fight these things or is like yeah no no command says they'll be here in three weeks like all right cool the war's gonna be over by then but we're fucked (laughs) yeah yeah so uh i i think the the first few chapters of the book they're fighting alongside uh um british and german giant robots because the american ones can't show up for a bit now 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 um i pictured a couple types of robots in my head uh, since you said that um these giant robots they look like uh like 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 big iron men or um so i set it up to where the russian ones kind of looks like uh almost like blocky tank like with legs so uh think like battletech okay or like um mech warrior that kind of thing except for you know obviously change it a little bit and then you know change the name and then like make up my own shit just use them as a basis because lawsuits are a thing <laughs> and then uh the american ones i'm sorry the rest of the european ones were more inspired by like say gundam okay and then the american ones were based off of uh, robotech where um ours were pretty much f-18s that you know could you know flip out and transform and then you know walk for a few minutes that's pretty cool now, uh, recently, um, you're doing this, all this, you're trying to, you're trying to provide a life for yourself. You know, you're doing your music, you're, you're, yeah. you're writing books, you're promo and all this recently you had some, I guess, I don't even know what to call it. Maybe censorship issues. Like you got banned or blocked on Instagram or yeah. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook just fucking totally deleted all my shit. Um, I got, I ended up getting Instagram back, but they didn't tell me what it was for. They just said I violated the terms of services. Um, but they didn't tell me what I posted, or what it was, and I just spammed the fuck out of their customer service email account for a few days. Like, it was like 30 emails a day, and then they're like, oh, sorry, our bad, here you go. And then I've been trying to do the same for Facebook, but Facebook's got me on some fucking weird thing where, like, before it got taken down, I think this has to do with what was going on on Facebook, because Facebook and Instagram run by the same place. But uh, I want to say for a few days before everything got shut down, I wasn't allowed to comment that was either a political post or like a page like I could talk to or I could co- leave comments on like my friend's stuff but if I shared like say an article from NPR I couldn't leave a comment on the post that I shared from that's NPR. wild now yeah mm, there's a lot of talk <clears throat> about censorship on there and I don't know I it's it could be a conspiracy it could be right but like uh, a cons- we- conspiracy is a word that was conjured up by people that don't want you to know the truth okay we'll run with that for now um <laughs> But like shutting down your political ar- articles in a way that's got to make you feel a little bit good because they're like, oh, maybe he has some influence. Yeah, well, I mean, yes and no. Um, I, I went on the Internet. Um, apparently that happened to a lot of people, primarily people that were sharing shit for the third party. Mm-hmm. Um, they let all the Biden people stay up. They let all the Trump people stayed up. Um, everybody that was Hawkins or Jorgensen, they just shut that down because uh, I think initially they got scared. But at the end of the day, it's like, dude, that's kind of bullshit. Like, look, I want a third party president, but I know for a fact it ain't going to happen. So, mm-hmm. like, wh- what are you worried about, Facebook? <laughs> I'll be honest. When I-, I saw that that morning that your stuff got taken down, I immediately stopped sharing my third party stuff for a couple of days. Yeah. I lightened up pretty good. Yeah. I was like, I-, I-, I communicate too much on there. I can't, you know, it's got to be rough. It's got to be maddening, especially when you don't know for sure what you did. Yeah, no, and the other thing that like really pissed me off about it is uh, like where I live, I don't have cell phone service. Like I use Facebook Messenger to talk to people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, cool. I guess I'm not talking to my fucking family this week. Good job. Yeah, that sucks, man. Um, and still, still never got, see. That's what 
bugs me about these companies is they don't give you a reason. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck did I do? I had an incident a few months back where it was about a month long. My account got shut down maybe a hundred times out of, uh, and they told me it was fraud and I had to reset my password, but they didn't ever tell me what for. And then one day I just fucking stopped. I remember one night, um, I, my account got banned 13 times in the same day and I would reset my password and they'd be like, Oh, fraud. And I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? I sent a bunch of emails. Nobody ever even got back to me. So one of the things I think goes into that, um, and you know, once again, I can't prove this, I can't find it anywhere, but I think what happens with that is if you have a post or something and someone reports it, they automatically take action. And then it's up to you to prove that you didn't do that. However, they don't tell you what the fucking post was. So you just have to be like, uh, to my knowledge, I did not intentionally violate the terms and services or commit hate speech or abuse or bullying or anything. Um, what's up, guys? Help me out. <laughs> I remember I got a Facebook ban one time because I was commenting on somebody's shit and I just put uh, Whitey is the devil. The white man is the devil. And yeah. uh, they fucking took that down immediately. Someone, I imagine, reported it and it's like, why do you got to report shit like that? Are you really that goddamn yeah. sensitive? Yeah, just, just scroll past it. Like, there's a reason you're fucking following me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know I ruffle feathers, but fuck, stop, stop reporting shit. It's pointless. Yeah, yeah no, I, I can only imagine what kind of fucking shit would be going on if I could say whatever the fuck I wanted on fucking social media. Like, I guarantee you, if there was no terms or services, I'd have a million followers on fucking Instagram just from being a fucking dickhead to people. I tell you what, man, you got a platform here that I control the terms and services. You could say whatever the fuck you want today. Have at it. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm here for all the controversy. So by all means, you got something you want to put out there. You don't feel comfortable putting it out on social media. Let it the fuck go. You know, have it. Um, I don't know if there's anything I don't feel super comfortable about putting out there. It's just like you have to word it the right way, and that doesn't have the same impact, right? Like, if I were to get on Facebook, I would probably get banned by saying, you know, hey, um, Joe Biden is a literal fucking lizard person, and you're all sucking his cloaca, which is like the <laughs> fucking whole thing that wizards have because they don't have dicks. But you wouldn't know that because you're a fucking idiot, and all you do is suck CNN's fucking cock. But I have to be a little more polite so that I don't get. <laughs> Hit for so like, um, sheeple. Did the sheeple still get you? <laughs> I tell critical you thinkers, <laughs> yeah, thinker, critical thinkers, sheeple, <laughs> think stop. Anybody that starts a conversation and says, Listen up, sheeple, they immediately lose all credibility with me. Yeah, listen up, sheeple. I'll go fuck yourself. What are you, a wolf, a lion? Get the fuck out of here. Maybe, maybe I am, dude. Have you ever seen me during a full moon? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You fucking haven't. Because if you see me during a full moon, it'd be the last thing you ever fucking see, motherfucker. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right. Joe Biden, lizard people. Um, what's your thoughts on lizard people? Start off the bat. Okay, so um, actual answer, probably not. However metaphorical lizard people yes they are absolutely metaphorical lizard fucking people they do not care about you they want you to live and die as quietly as fucking possible and if you raise any type of awareness to yourself they will fucking eat you like a fucking komodo dragon would okay i believe those people are real um i was gonna ask you if your description of like actual lizard people like that was something like uh you ever hear of psychic vampires people that just drain your energy and shit like that Yes, uh, they're called ex-girlfriends. 
<laughs> you got my producer on that one. <laughs> now, um, I don't think lizard people are a real thing, but I do think uh, the reptilians have arrived. Um, yeah. Um, and if you get into the lore of that, it's kind of fucked up because if you look at you know what their mission is here, um, which is to, it, you know, I'm speculating a little bit, but what it seems to be for me from what I understand is like, it looks like that there was some type of fucking God, right? Created the universe, created man in his image, also created other aliens in his image. But because the universe is going to do what it does and life finds a way, other things independently evolved out of nothing. And like say lizard people, the reptilians would be one of these uh, evolved independently thing. And they think that since humans or humanoids have souls, you know, we get to an afterlife as where when they die, they just fucking die. But if they eat enough of us, they'll gain a soul and they won't go to heaven, but they might go to purgatory. And that's better than just dropping dead. That's a much different theory than I've heard. I just thought they ate us because they were lizards and we're tasty little squishy things. There, there's tasty squishy things all over the place, dude. Like if, if, if it was just tasty squishy things, like we'd be friends with them and we'd be eating fucking cows together. Yeah. But <laughs> if we have a soul, which they have to do some like weird fucking ceremony, like, you know, uh, as some people would describe it, literally eating babies um, that would get them <laughs> to have a soul, then that would make the conspiracy theories make a lot of fucking sense. And our government's dealing with it because, you know, they're not eating fucking rich people and fucking Mercedes. They're not eating fucking politicians. They're eating Jeb and fucking Frank and fucking Davon out in the fucking sticks. And so what if somebody saw him? That's some fucking dumb redneck or some fucking like inner city fucking trash. Yeah. Like they're not going to believe them. You fucking psycho. Get off the drugs. There's no such thing as aliens and they're not eating your babies. Yeah. But the other thing is they're doing that in exchange for fucking technology because it started off with a. They're going to come down. And they're going to play both sides and make sure they win. So they you talk to us and they talk to the fucking Soviets. Um, actually, if you looked at it before, um, they were talking to the Nazis and then the Soviets were like, mm, we have a lot more bodies to throw at this. Um we're going to make that a no. Um, but, you know, after World War II, it became, all right, so we got to talk to the Americans. we got to talk to the, the uh, Soviets. And we're going to tell them that we're not talking to the other guy and kind of put him against each other. So hopefully that they destroy their planet and we can come in and take it. And I have a thing for why that is here in a minute. But that's kind of built it up to where we eventually got the right weapons to where we're in this, like, four-way Mexican fucking standoff where – we got like reptilian clan A, reptilian clan B, us, Russia, and then maybe the fucking Chinese all pointing guns at each other. And it's like, all right, anybody wants to fucking do anything stupid, we can do fucking stupid. But <clears throat> my other theory on that, though, is there's some type of, well, you know what the Nordic aliens are, right? Uh, the like tall Icelandic, like tall whites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, There's like this like space or galactic like uh, United Nations type thing. And uh, since we're not a developed planet like we're we're effectively you know fucking space fucking venezuela right yeah, yeah we're third world planet. yeah um but since we're a third world planet we are protected under treaty from invasions from other uh races but if we can nuke ourselves into oblivion then we'll be deemed unresponsible and free for fucking taking so if the reptilians can get us to fucking nuke each other into a nuclear apocalypse, they can come down in droves and literally fucking eat us like Terminator style. Woo, you did not disappoint. I'm so happy I've had you on this episode, I will first off say. Um, 
So I've heard of a base, though, of an alien base, uh, kind of like you mentioned, like United Nations base, but like in uh, in the United States underground somewhere. Uh, yeah, there's supposed to be one um, in not Duluth. Um, no, it is Duluth, um, but it's not that Duluth. There's a Duluth, I think, in New Mexico that's got like a population of like 500 or some shit. Mm-hmm. But there used to be an air base there and a bunch of mines, and there's legends of people going down there and fighting running into aliens there's one dude that said that he went down there and shot one of them and then he got like wounded on the way out and he went around talking at ufo conventions and shit. i forget what his name was but like he was talking about these ufo con- at, at these ufo conventions for about a year before he mysteriously died but he also had like really weird fucking like burn mark scars and it's like that doesn't look like a fire scar that doesn't okay. look like an electrical burn scar maybe it was hot ramen and uh you fuck yourself up with that because you know that those like uh, spice packets like can do some like weird shit to your skin if you also put boiling water on it, or maybe maybe you're telling the truth. I don't fucking know. You know, I don't get the fascination with people when they see something even even extending over into like cryptids. Why they always yeah. want to shoot it and kill it? Like like they want that much proof. You know what I mean? I would like to learn what I can from whatever it is first. Well, from what I understand with him was uh, he didn't shoot first. Mm. Okay. Um, got down there's like, what the fuck is this? And then, you know, they're like, oh, fuck, someone found us. We got to kill him so we can't talk. And then he shot his way out, or that's his story. See, I'm in a situation in my life where I don't have too many attachments. So I would love to stumble across something like that and be able to be like, ho, 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 ho. I don't got no wife and kids. I can stay here. I don't ever got to leave. You know what I mean? And just like learn about alien shit for the rest of my goddamn life. Yeah, until they take your brain out and put it like in a jar. And then, like, study you because, like, listen, like, we go into the forest and jungles and we cut shit up to understand what it is. And then we have some other people that like the fuck sheep. Yeah. Um, what what if both happens to you? All right. So we're going to dissect your leg to see how your cardiovascular system works in your extremities. At the same time, over here is going to uh, be fisting you. See, that's the only thing I worry about about alien contact ever having it because i know what we do to mice what we do to you know chimpanzees like all the testing and brutal shit and i know if they're coming to visit us we're not nearly as advanced as they are because right right now we can't even technically see them or so we can't you know what i mean so we're told so we're told but you know at the same time though like uh our technology is depending on when we're talking about it, at least 40 years more advanced than what the public is privy to. Oh yeah. I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, the one thing I will say, I've been disappointed about this administration, um, that may be coming to a close is that I thought if all any president was going to drop the ball and, and put the shit out there, I thought Trump was going to be telling about aliens and all types of crazy shit. No, no, he can't do that because what I think is immediately after they swear you in, um, they take you to a back room and they show you this other footage that no one else has seen where there's these, these two gray aliens on the grassy knoll taking out JFK. And they're like, hey, look, <laughs> you can talk if you want, but uh, there's going to be some consequences. Uh, you see Yub Nub and uh, Bleak, the chronographer. Yeah. Um, they, they like all three. They're like little wiry fingers and like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the shit he ran his mouth about wasn't anything really important. It was a bunch of braggadocious and, and ego-driven yeah. shit. Yeah. Now, there there was uh, some good things that uh, Trump did do. Um, one of the things I would point out is 
something I didn't know about until I heard Michael Moore of all fucking people talking about oh, it. Wow. And okay. I don't know where you're at on the political spectrum. Like, you know, I, I know you said you voted for Jorgensen, but like on it, man. But I think Michael Moore is a fucking left wing fucking nutbag. But I, he was talking about he understood why Trump won because there was a factory in fucking Michigan that was like, hey, we're going to take all these fucking uh, cars or this factory. We're going to move it to fucking Mexico and you guys can go work at fucking McDonald's. I don't give a shit. Fuck off. And he went up to fucking Michigan and said, hey, listen, if you guys do that, I'm going to put so many fucking tariffs on here. Fucking GM is going to go out of fucking business. So they kept their factories open because Trump fucking threatened them for okay. American I, jobs. So I, I will say I've seen most of Michael Moore's films. Um, I was a bigger fan of him before I learned a lot of his shit in his movies was like really super staged. Yeah. Like that thing where it's like, if you, um, the, the bank by opening yeah. an account, you get a gun. It, yeah. He didn't get a gun from that bank. He had to go borrow somebody else's and just walked out of it. Yeah. And they handed it to him. Like, and usually you had to fill out something and they would mail it to you. Like there's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And anybody who's an extremist, I don't care if they're extremists to the far right, to the far left. If you're an extremist, I only got so much uh, patience for you really. Yeah. Well, I, I will take, I will half agree with you on that. Um, if you have a cogent, well-thought-out argument, I will listen to it. Because whether or not I agree with you or not, it's like, okay, all right, well, this person at least put their – I might not agree with them or do what they want me to do, but I'll sit there and listen if, look, I got like this whole fucking 10-step thing. Here's my reasoning for it. Here's my secondary and tertiary effects for what would happen if we did this, and then this was led to by this, this, and that, and that's why we have to stop squeezing dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> No, I, 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 I agree with that on some point because I listen to people I don't agree with either for yeah. entertainment value or to try and learn uh, another perspective. Yeah. Like I listen to uh, Alex Jones, Ben Shapiro, Louis Farrakhan, like anybody that's got a crazy opinion, I'll give a little bit of attention to just mm -hmm. first off, Alex Jones is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like if you take him seriously, you're a nut, but he is hilarious. Yeah, no, the other thing, though, too, is if you don't look at both sides, you're putting yourself in an echo chamber yes. and you are being intentionally ignorant. I I agree with that 100%. I try to listen to, you know, multiple perspectives, and that's how I come to my opinions. Right. I'm not like, oh, Charlie says it's good. I'm riding with Charlie. You got to yeah, form yeah. your own shit, you know? Like, like, what are Charlie's credentials on this real quick? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like these celebrities now, 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 that reach Charlie out. Who, who a, the fuck now, are you? Charlie took apart an F-150 and built a fucking fighter jet out of it with duct tape and super glue. Yeah, dude, fucking tell me all the fuck you want to fucking talk to me about fucking engineering. I'm fucking in. I don't know how the fuck you did that. Like, yeah. <laughs> witchcraft was involved, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I dig it. I dig it. I uh, I was recently down in Texas and um, my sister and her husband and uh, the general vibe of people, they were very conservative. Um, much Oriental. different, much different from what I'm at in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. I was down in uh, like central Texas. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, uh, I was able to have a lot of conversations with people and it's fascinating because unlike some people I've spoken to up here, if you disagree with them, they don't immediately start screaming in your face. Yeah. But what I learned is it seems like the big issues, especially there's two different conversations going on, like up here with abortion and do what you want. I'm pro-choice. But up here with like really left people, they're like woman's choice, woman's body, woman's choice. Fine. I agree. hundred percent down yeah. in Texas. Uh, the conservatives I spoke with are not giving a fuck about a woman's body or choice. They're not even thinking about that. They are completely saying we are against all dead babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if we could have some type of get together where people don't fucking scream in each other's face, you might understand each other a little more. 
Right. But the thing with that, though, is like in any given conversation, you have far this side, far this side. And when you're say if you're over here, if you're arguing with these people, you're not trying to change these people's minds. You're trying to change the listeners in the middle's minds. Yeah, I, I try and think of myself as someone who's fairly centered, you know, yeah. uh, fairly balanced. And the abuse, verbal abuse I have gotten from both sides this year have been fucking absurd. Like I got called a hippie and a Nazi in the same fucking hour. Dude, I'm doing something right. <laughs> bro, I was called uh, alt-right and a libtard in the same day. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah, wh which one is it? If you don't agree with someone 100%, they're just yeah. immediately, oh, you're a Nazi piece of trash. Like, get what? What? One of my favorite things about that, though, is how people get labeled uh, either Nazis or communists, and then other people will... And by people, I mean Americans in our political. Yeah. Um, other people are like, yeah, dude, no, I am a communist. Or, yeah, dude, no, like, fucking, let's bring back a fucking Fourth Reich. However, what I think is the funniest thing about that is if you look at what actual, say, Soviet policies were or what fucking Nazi policies were on either side, those people will be the first people to go to fucking death camps. Mm. Because, like, um, Let's do both, right? So your average American communist is a fucking mid to early 20s fucking political science or a fucking journalist major or an artist. And uh, I don't know if you knew anything about the Great Purge, but uh, they either got lined up on a wall and shot, sent to a gulag or both. And then um, most what pe the people that would identify as Nazis, I'm not saying fucking everybody on the right's a Nazi. I'm talking like actual fucking like runs around with a fucking swastika. Yeah. Um, they are normally the kind of people that um, don't have a lot of education, fucking aren't uh, physically built well, which mm -hmm. is a fucking big thing with them. And um, I know I'm going to get a call from a very in shape, intelligent Nazi running his mouth about this episode. Dude, well, fucking <laughs> bring him on and talk to him. But 99% of those people would be fucking round up and shot or fucking sent to a camp. It's like, dude, listen, Stalin and Hitler, neither one of them want you. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. I, I love the people that are like whites of the superior race, but they're like 350 pounds and can't walk up a flight of fucking yeah. steps. No, no. And now if you can fucking literally pick up a fucking pickup truck. All right, cool. Listen, like, I don't agree with you, but like, I respect your fucking argument because you're <laughs> bringing your ass to it. You know, like you're putting your money where your mouth is. I don't like that You're saying that, but fine yeah if captain america just decided to start saying that it would be hard to argue with him because yeah, you're like well like, you can fucking lift up a car and throw it so yeah i can't really uh -huh. i can't do that yeah the other th fucking thing i always thought was fucking funny about captain america um especially in the movies which i fucking love him to death but That's his thing with Nick fury you have to remember this dude got frozen in 1945 why wasn't his first question why are we taking orders from black, a black dude hmm I, I, I mean, feel like you know, he got frozen. I, I hear what, ended. I, I hear what you're saying. I like to uh, I like to believe the integrity of his character. He looked at every man equally. No, I would too. But like so, products so, of time. So that's know, like, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Like uh, you're breaking my heart. Cap's my favorite character. No, me too. Because he's an actual hero, as where most others are anti heroes nowadays. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Like I uh, I don't know. I love his uh, his moral compass is really yes. what drives me. My moral compass, however, is in the Bermuda Triangle. So yeah, so mine has been uh, mine has been very shifty over the years. It's been hard to pinpoint down where it actually is. Yeah. I'm trying to move it to the to the better wherever the fucking good side is. Yeah, wherever the fucking magnets go. But yeah, no, that that's the other thing because like uh, there there isn't a good side in America. It's like you're either on this side or that, and then both have their virtues, but both are also fucking super fucked up. Yeah, so. both have flaws. You know, yeah. there was a like. It, 
and I'm talking about extreme cases right here, and that's what oh, a yeah, lot of, yeah. well, that's what a lot of people use, you know, in their arguments. If you're a hardcore conservative, you use extreme cases of liberalism, or if you're a hardcore yeah. liberal, blah blah blah. But uh, you know, especially like a, at a Ben Shapiro conference where he has his little videos where he answers questions, a lot of these people asking questions are so full of shit. They're like. You know, why should you own three houses when he doesn't have a house? We should come and take it. Like, whoa, whoa, calm down. Uh, because, because jobs are a thing, and I hate to break it to you, but the world works a certain way. Fucking get off your ass and work, or don't. And uh, that's two points I'm going to bring up on this one. Like, A, for the religious types, um, there, well, I think Paul said, thou who does not work shall not eat. Um, <clears throat> B, fucking, if we want to go into, like, a atheist communist fucking society, um, same thing. Like communism only works. Okay, technically, it doesn't fucking work. There but we it go. W- there we go. It works. It w- it can only work if the communists are farmers and factory workers. Let me tell Not you how communism works. Artists. The only way communism works is on paper. Yeah, but everything works on paper. Fucking Nazism works really good on paper. I mean, it worked really good in okay. real life for a while for some people. Yeah. Yeah, it's just depending um, on how you look at it. Now, I don't agree, but I'm no. sure some of those guys are like, this shit's yeah. going great. Now, communism, though, is something that I think maybe not communism, socialism, though, um, will be a thing at some point once once automation's fucking taken over and there are no actual jobs left and robots do everything. And mm. we have to socialize because it's like I can't get a job because robots are doing it like the only jobs there are are like robot uh, repair <laughs> no no like robot robot repair because like you'd have your robot and then you have another robot to repair that robot and you have like one dude that like fucking does quality control checks for like ten thousand fucking robots it'd be like the guy who still fixes the big uh, box tvs yeah yeah <laughs> it's like two exactly. percent now, now granted this probably won't be for fucking three or four hundred fucking years but at some point it will be a thing however right now is not the fucking time or place for it yeah man i re- i really wish like at the bottom of everything i wish we could just Agree, uh, live beside each other and not try and fucking kill each yeah. other because we have different opinions. I'm sick of that shit. Yeah. No, and the other thing is, like, uh, people like to bring up uh, Star Trek for, like, you know, the golden fucking, um, you know, socialist fucking paradise. It's like, yeah, but you also have to keep in mind that they have boxes that make food. <laughs> yeah. They can also teleport. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't, that doesn't fucking parlay to me, buddy. Until, yeah. we, until we can get that shit, uh, I'm not buying the whole package. Right. You know, um, let me ask you, Trip. where can the people find you? Um, so uh, hopefully, depending on when or where you listen to this, you can find me on Instagram at Trip Ainsworth or on Facebook as uh, Trip Smoke Pit. Or if you want to look for my podcast anywhere, you find a podcast, uh, Trip Smoke Pit, there's too. Or if you go to SmokePitFairyTales.com, all those links are in there for that. Okay. Okay. That's the links to your books, uh, merch, and all that everything too? Yep. Okay. And what's the... Uh, I seen you had a special package you were selling. Yeah. So uh, I got this thing called the uh, war chest and it's all six of my books stuffed inside of a custom painted ammo can. And there's like some postcards and stickers and shit in it too. And then with that, everybody that buys one of those, I keep your address. And then like every next batch I make, like I'll make a new postcard for it. And then I'll send a postcard to everyone who bought one in the past. Oh, that's dope. So you keep the collection going. Yep. Okay. Don't miss out on that guys. I, I posted pictures of that. Um, it's great. Check it out. Uh, it's a great deal. It's, I'm not sure how much it is. Um, two hundred bucks. Um, okay, and that's including shipping. Like my website won't let me um, edit uh, shipping costs for some reason, or else it'd be cheaper. But 
you know, they cost me like 30 bucks to ship. So, okay, guys, that, that's a dope deal. It's, it's, it's all good merchandise. Uh, yeah, quality. Like, books. what is it? If you bought all six of those books, that would be about a hundred dollars, you know, and then like an ammo can's like 20 bucks, then, you know, I got to paint it and throw all other shit in there. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm not making too much money on it, but, you know, I think they're cool. So, yeah, definitely. Um, make sure you guys check him out. Uh, check out his, uh, podcast smoke pit fairy tales um we have a great lineup uh closing out the month here uh next week we have brian seach a friend of the podcast and crypto zoologist coming back he's going to be talking about legendary birds and thunderbirds nice then the week after that we have the lead mufon investigator for the state of west virginia uh former guest on the program mr fred saluga coming back and he's going to be talking about bigfoot um guys we're on all streaming services. You can check us out at inquisitiveminds.com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-Z-A-T-I-V-E, uh, minds.com. Check out the merch store. Grab a T-shirt. It looked dope. Help support the podcast. And uh, hire Tenacious Detail for all your automotive detailing needs. Uh, check us out on facebook.com slash Tenacious Detail, uh, PGH. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for coming in. Uh, Thanks peace, for having me. Peace and love. All right, thank you, man. That was dope. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, dude. No, fucking, we're gonna have to do it again sometime. I'll, yeah, I'll have to get you on at some point. Except for you know, I, I do mine late at night and I'm drunk, so. <laughs> no, I, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, Dan speaks very highly of you. Um, you did not disappoint at all, man. Thank you. Um, dude, no, no, no. Thank, th- thank you for having me. Um, fucking, was, I can, I can so rattle good. off. All needs like one beer, and then it's like a fucking uh, weed whackers. <laughs> That's great. Well, I will. Uh, I'll make sure I tag you and everything and and all that jazz. Yeah, let me know when it's out, and then I'll share it on my stuff. Should be out tomorrow, brother. All right, sounds good, dude. Peace, Catch man. Oh, you're good. You're good. That it's my a- producer. I know you can't see him. Todd, trip, trip, Todd. That was a that was a great episode. Yeah, <laughs> he was that, nuts. You don't have that guy, that boring guy, come back, dude. Who's that? The one that didn't give you anything. Oh 